So today I'm joined by David Taylor, a psychic and spiritual consultant who is acknowledged to be one of the leading psychics in the UK and for over 30 years has been helping people throughout the world with his predictions, words and guidance. This series is supported by Foundry, a new art space in downtown Dubai. Welcome on the show, David. How are you? Hello, Danny. I'm very well, thank you. I'm uh, early in the morning here, but I'm up and about. Well, I'm very, very grateful for your time, and I'm super excited to speak to you today. So thank you for your time. And just to clarify before we go any further, all your readings are mostly an intuitive process using tarot, numerology, and a little astrology to guide you through it. Is that correct? Yeah, that's that's what I do. I've been doing that since about 1989, actually. What got you into it? How did you become aware of it? From 1967 to 87, I was 89, actually, I was in the British Army. And I've been married for 19 years. My relationship was sort of falling apart, and my wife and I were separating, and I had to get another job. So I didn't know what to do, so I went to see a tarot reader. That was in September 89. And she told me all about my new job, my new relationship, and it went from there. I went back to see her um, a couple of weeks later and explained to her that I was uh, moving. And she said, well, if you want somewhere to go for a little bit till you get a new place, you can come and stay here. So I did, and I stayed there. And her house was full of tarot cards and books and the like. I picked up a deck and it made sense. And there we go. We worked together for about nine years and uh, was very successful and I started doing it then and still doing it now. That's incredible, fantastic, wow. So is it something that you can learn or are you born with it as such? Well, we're all born with the ability to do these things, but we're, we're the, the destiny may not be quite like that with everybody, obviously. I mean, I can look back in my life and there's so many destiny moments, you know, from meeting her for the first time, you know, and, and it goes from there. But we all have the ability to do this. You know, that's why I teach tarot and people pick it up very easily. But some people are drawn to it out of art, but everybody can do it. Everybody's intuitive anyway. I'm very fascinated by it. And I do believe over the last 10 years, especially with what's happened in my life, I'm very drawn to it, very open. And I feel like I've become a little bit more intuitive with, I suppose, learning about it myself. Well, we're all intuitive. Like I say, we all have the hunches, as we call them, strokes of luck, um, which are generally self-generated in many ways. All I do now is just go with the flow of life, and that's what I hopefully put across to other people. You know, you've got certain things coming into your life, just go for it, but it happens. Fantastic. Well, let's start, because today we're going to discuss travel and tourism in 2021. And after the most difficult and uncertain year we've had on a global level, we need some guidance and reassurance, I suppose, with what's going to happen. So as a numerologist, what month do you believe international travel will resume as a norm in 2021? Well, as far as numerology goes, 2020 was a a difficult year. Um, Numerology works on the numbers from one to nine, basically. And last year was a four year which is one of the most stressful and difficult, so it's not surprising the other problems. This year is a five, much more freedom. So I think we go through the year, we're getting more free, basically more freer. Not the case quite now. 
So I think around about April, May time, we will have a greater degree of freedom. Travel will resume in a broader sense, I think, by then. Okay. And has business travel taken a permanent hit as more people opt for Zoom or will it bounce back on a stronger level or slowly? I don't think it will come back fully to what it was, basically, but it will certainly come back. You know, this is just a a temporary thing. You know, like me, I travel most of the time. I travel about five months a year normally, but I'm able to do so right now. So I've had to go online. So I will probably continue to do online and get cheaper, obviously, than traveling. But I I love travel, so I should be back on the road. I'm pretty sure most people will eventually. But I think this year is going to take a big hit on business travel and travel in general, I think. Exactly. With Zoom and calls like this, it actually becomes more financially better for people not to be traveling everywhere and to use the technology that we have. Yeah, absolutely. When I go to Japan, for instance, if I go directly there and back again, it's going to cost me around £900 plus the cost of hotels and traveling all around Japan. You know, it's quite expensive. But doing it on Zoom, you know, it's cheaper, obviously. The difficulty is I'm only doing it for a shorter period. I don't travel around so much. So it is different. I mean, Tonight, for instance, I'm doing for a week in Japan, which means I start at one o'clock in the morning here, which is 10 o'clock Japan time, and work through. So it's a little bit more inconvenient. But like I said, I don't have to pay for flights and hotels, so it's a bit better. Exactly. Now, do you see any particular countries becoming popular destinations in 21? I think people will probably be a little more closer to home, you know, wherever you are. I feel your journeys will tend to be a little more closer perhaps than when they they used to be. Although that is going to change, I think, towards the end of the year, especially in the Northern Hemisphere, winter happens. Um, People want to go off on their holidays again. But I feel that most of this time is going to be a little more closer to where we are right now. And will tourism continue to lag in the Western world while countries like the Far East and China keep growing? I think it will, yeah. I think it will. I mean, at the moment we're on total lockdown here. We're not allowed to go anywhere at all. And I don't see that changing much. And I think that the fear that people have is that they go away somewhere, even when the lockdown's not around, they're not very sure they can get back again. So it will take a bit of a hit. In Southeast Asia, for instance, and Middle East, it's not so bad. So people are traveling more. So the future of long-haul tourism, I think, is going to suffer a lot in the West, in the Northern Hemisphere, but a lot less in the Far East. And due to social distancing, Will city and urban holidays continue to lose out over the rural outdoor beach options? I don't think of much difference, to be honest with you. I mean, in terms of holidays, people, like like in the UK, like to go away and sit by the beach, sit in the sunshine all day long, much of them. So I feel they would continue like that. So I don't think it'll make too much difference. And will many airlines go bankrupt this year? I think quite a few will, actually, the smaller ones, obviously. One or two of the bigger ones will probably go to the wall as well. But, you know, it's, it's competitive, it's competition. So if you can't live with it, then you, you're just going to let go of it. I mean, I, I don't see major airlines particularly suffering, but the smaller ones probably will a lot. And will wearing masks become the new norm, at least for the foreseeable future? I sincerely hope not, because I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, I, I, I don't, uh, I would feel it's going to be more of a normal thing, I think, over the certainly the rest of the next six months. Yeah, which is a shame because they are uncomfortable. As people connect more to spiritualism and inner strength, will this reflect in a more conscious, purposeful travel? Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, we have had to face up a 
quite a few things with COVID-19. You know, the, the fact that we are human beings, we are vulnerable, and probably people are looking for a new life, new strength, new guidance to find their own way in life. So I think the spiritual life is going to become more important and seeking a spiritual destination will also become much more important too, I think. I've noticed a lot that people, I think due to being locked down and being in that close proximity with each other, there seems to be a lot more either an issue where people are separating or reconnecting their love. How do you see this? Is that supposed to happen for that person? Was that their journey or is it just during this pandemic that this is happening? Well, I think, again, it's a learning process. I and mean, we are disconnecting with people and connecting with people, different people. So some relationships are going to drift apart and others are going to get closer. And people coming into your life will be coming into your life a lot deeper, I think. This is a, a period of time where your soul connections are going to get much, much stronger. And so I do feel it's a little out of balance right now. I think, you know, a lot of people aren't necessarily where they need to be. I got a feeling over the next two years, people's lives will be a rearranged a little bit. So you're going off into a new relationship, into a new place and so forth. I don't think it's going to happen in a grand scale particularly, but it's going to happen more than it has done in the past, I think. And what particular factor do you see that stands out to you for people this year? Is it more fear or is it, as you said before, freedom? Well, I think much of it is the freedom to go and do what you want to do, really. But the biggest problem right now is fear. You know, we are being told that this uh, COVID is a killer and everything else, and uh, people are terrified, frightened to go out in some cases, which is ridiculous. You know, it's a virus, and like the flu virus, but we don't make any special concessions to that. So I feel once we get over this sort of period where people are being terrified um, or being made to feel terrified by it, then certainly the freedom bit will come back and we'll all want to get out and about and do things again. On a spiritual level, do you believe that COVID-19 was meant to happen? What's your thoughts on it? Yes, I do, yeah. I think it was, like a lot of things, you know. It's something which had to happen because as human race, we're moving on a maybe the wrong path, I guess. You know, it's like you look at the world scale, basically, and what's happening. You know, there's a lot of changes going on in politics and everything else. People want their freedom. They want to get more control of their own lives. And the COVID restricts them totally. And so I feel it makes them think a lot about their own freedom and what they want. I think when we're out of it, then everybody's views or many, many people's views will change and they'll want to seek a little more freedom from how things were in the past. So it's a big thing. It's a major thing. And I think it's important that we understand, okay, that it's firstly it kills for sure, but very few people die from it. Um, so we need to be strong and not fear it. But on the other hand, we need to be open to looking why it's happening, why it's happening to us. And we will then start to find ourselves a new freedom and free ourselves off from some of the constraints that society has put upon us, I think. And, and then we can sort of move into a more deeper spiritual level. And do you think COVID will just disappear as quickly as it comes? Or do you think it will be around forever now? We just learn to live with it? No, I think it'll be around forever. You know, I don't see it disappearing at all. I mean, it's like flu. You know, we have flu vaccines every year in this country. Many people get it, but still get 11,000 die from it. So I think it'll be the same. You know, people will still suffer from it, but we'll live with it. Like we do with a lot of other viruses and whatnot that goes on around. So it's going to be around forever, I think. Okay. Now, could you give each star sign a tip or a positive note for the year ahead, whether it be financially or relationships or travel or their careers? Yeah, 
Firstly, Aries. Aries are people who need their freedom. And, and certainly this year, they will get it. And, but they need to fight for it, make sure they have it, basically. And of course, with COVID, they don't get it. But it, it's sort of highlighting the freedom a little more, I think. And that's what they need to be looking at and looking for this year. Taurus. Taurians are, are sort of responsible people. And they have a certain worry and fear around their security, life security, personal, professional, emotional, I suppose. And I do feel the year it gives them that. It gives them the chance to feel more secure. So I do feel as they Taurians move through this year, they need to sort of look very carefully at what they have and then strengthen it. But also maybe moving forward into something new, but strengthening of strength and security are the big things for Taurians this year. Geminis. Geminis this year need to be quite patient, I think. And not sort of rush around doing things. You've got to sit back and think, well, shall I do this? Shall I do that? Before making any big decisions. But I think the other thing is Geminis are very compulsive to some degree. So they have to be more careful not to go jumping into something without if we give it a little thought beforehand. And at the same time, not analyzing too much. I think you know, there's difficulty with that is they might end up analyzing someone without sort of taking any action. Cancer. Good year for money for Cancerans, I think. I do feel moving through 2021. Life does seem to change for them, and certainly financially, I think. If they work hard, they get what they need. It's like a karmic event. It's like they are heading towards a, a change, a very positive change, I think, in general in their financial life. Leo, spiritual time for Leos, I have to say. But it's sort of a, not say an ending period particularly, but many of them are sort of working out what they're doing, why they're on Earth, what they're doing here on Earth. And I do feel they come to some sort of conclusions. And many Leos, I think, will sort of let go of what they have as they go through this year and just move into something different, something new, which will probably happen next year rather than this year. Virgos, very keen to get on, I think. And, and certainly, I think, as you Virgos go through 2021, they do need to sort of push, push, push and, and go out and get what they want. Not always that easy for Virgos, particularly. They're, they're always a bit prone to sort of uh, wait and see sort of thing. But I think certainly going through 2021, you do need to push a little bit more to create a, a different and more positive pattern of life. Librans, Partnerships and relationships are particularly important this year to Librans, and certainly I think as they move through the year, they do tend to develop deeper connections. So it's a need to not look out for these things particularly, but just trying to establish deeper connections with people around you, deeper friendships, deeper relationships, and all levels. Scorpios. Scorpios are clever people in general. They, they have great intuitiveness. They have a, a way of doing things which maybe others don't. And I do feel the need is to think outside the box for Scorpios this year and not sort of follow the tried and tested too much, but expand your horizons and, and just see where it goes to. Sagittarians, it's hard work, I think, this year, but it's worth it. You know, all the effort you put into 2021 will clearly pay off. Um, so I think the need really is to put the effort into it, really, and, and just allow it to pay off. I do feel 2021 itself is going to be a very successful year, but the success doesn't tend to come until towards the end of it. So you work hard through the year and then the success comes in a fairly big way at the end of it. Whatever it is, it might be business, uh, financial or indeed personal. Capricorn, I think with Capricorn, there does seem to be a need to sort of relax a little bit, I suppose, and just sort of go with it. But I, I think the difficulty, and again, Capricorn being an earth sign, they're not normally prone to taking big risks and chances. But I do feel this year, certainly 2021, is a time where they do have to take big chances and just go for it really and see what happens. Aquarians this year are kind of very homely, I suppose, for want of a better word. They, they like looking after people generally, and this year gives them the chance to do just that, to look after the people around them. 
Uh, I do feel most of the focus of attention this year uh, for Aquarians will be on other people, but don't forget yourself. You, you have a life to live as well. And finally, Pisces. Pisces are strong characters. They have quite, quite strong characteristics. And this year is going to give them the chance to build a stronger life, a stronger purpose in life, and give them the chance also to investigate their own spirituality more as well. It's fairly important for many people in general to investigate their own spirituality, but Pisces seem to be more inclined to want to do it, I suppose, um, in 2021. So go for it. Everything you do this year brings a bonus, brings a benefit to you. So whether you're looking for additional money, uh, greater love, or a greater purpose in life, then this really is a year to do it. You know, it's beginning this year, it's a bit slow, obviously. It does pick up, and I certainly feel most people through the course of this year, their lives will change, and it will improve in a big way. That's interesting. Thank you very much. I feel like just speaking to, you know, my network, my community, I feel like people are becoming a little bit more spiritually aware is there a big awakening shift happening globally now? Yes, there is. I mean, it's been going on for a bit, actually. But I think this COVID has sort of done that for people. They're isolated, so they have to spend more time thinking or alone, basically. And I found in my readings, there's a lot of difference, actually. In the East, it's a lot based on spiritual awareness, spirituality. In the West, it's more love and business and the like, you know. But I think it's also coming down more and more to a more open spiritual approach. And my readings, which I do for people all over the world, are beginning to be more inclined towards helping people seek their own spirituality, their own awareness, their own enlightenment. So, you know, it's coming, it's getting there, really, it's getting there. Fantastic. Now, for people that would like to do a reading with you, how can they get in touch with you? Well, my website gives them all the information, which is www.psychicfutures, with an S at the end, .com. There is another website, Psychic Future, and you'll get another load of people doing tarot readings, uh, but as an S, you get me. Or I'm available on Zoom, not Zoom, obviously, but also WhatsApp on my UK mobile, which is plus four four seven eight nine six six eight five one five nine. They can email me at davidmarkhamtaylor at yahoo.com. Fantastic. And how do you do your tarot cards? Do you do it on a Zoom call where people can see them themselves or you just have to have an audio and you just read the cards to them? It depends. I mean, some people like to see me, which is a bit unfortunate really because I'm not a very good-looking person. Oh. Uh, but most of it's on audio, actually. It's like a face-to-face reading set. The person doesn't shuffle the cards, basically, but you don't have to, so it doesn't really matter. I've been doing phone readings since 1987 and I started doing it individually at 89 and that's what I was doing up until 1999 when I started to travel so you know it's something which I do and I've done for many many years so if it's audio or video you want you know I'm open to it as I said before you know I, I kind of like to work at UK times when I'm in the UK like today or tonight I've got Japan and I can start at one o'clock in the morning my time doing reading in Japan, so I'm very open to that as well, but I like it during daytime, basically, rather than the middle of the night. I'm sure. But what are you actually doing for Japan? Is it individual Japanese clients, or is it an organization? Or? Well, when I travel, I, I work for a different centers. Like in Dubai, I work for Illuminations. In Japan, I have two, two centers there, and the same in Singapore, Hong Kong, Taiwan, and China. It's going to centers, but also I have individual clients there who come and see me when I'm there. 
but the centres are people normally sort it out. But I've got a fairly extensive client base in the Far East, for instance, and also more so in the UK, but people just sort of go to them, uh, go to their centres and they organise it. But like I say, I've got a fairly big client base, so people do that as well. But as I say here, all my work is on the phone or, or video. Well, thank you very much, David. I really, really appreciate your time, especially being early in the morning. But thank you very much. And that was really insightful. And thank you very much for your time. You're very welcome, Danny. And wish you all the best and all the best luck in the world, or whatever you do. Thank you very much. Thank you.